Hello, this is Coach Aaron Saft, the MR Running Pains Podcast. Today, my guest is Justin Contois. Justin just won the Mountain Masochist 50-mile run, and it sounds like he had quite the adventure and a tough day. But uh, thanks to problem-solving on his feet with previous experience um, you know, on how to solve problems and you know these problems that he had, he was able to make it through. So um, loved hearing Justin's process. Uh, there was a lot that went on during this race. Uh, Justin thought he was in second all the way, almost to the very finish. Um, these races, uh, you know, it, it's, these are kind of near and dear to me. They're part of the uh, Lynchburg Ultra Series, which we talk about, as well as the B Series, which we talk about. And, you know, I've spoken on, on these in the past as I did it in 2016. I love these races. Uh, one of the races uh, for the B Series, the final for the B Series is coming up in Hellgate 100K. Uh, David Horton's, um, he created really all of these races. He doesn't race direct all of them anymore. Uh, matter of fact, he might just be down to Hellgate now. Maybe Promised Land and Hellgate. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, uh, wonderful events. Uh, you know, they they somehow they fly under the radar. They're not on typically not on ultra sign up. So perhaps that's why. Uh, but historically, they're just they're you know they're kind of a, a staple in the Virginia kind of Lynchburg uh, area community. Uh, that you know, so many runners do it year in and year out. Um, these races, uh, you know, when we talk about which which races they consist of, but uh, Justin uh, won the Lynchburg Ultra Series, and uh, you know, we talk about that as well. Uh, and Justin is uh, very very uh, humble and just. What a pleasure to talk to. So um, I want to congratulate him on his win and the, the win of the Lynchburg Ultra Series. That was just kind of his year goal. So always wonderful to achieve your goals, and we talk about that as well. So uh, thank just, Justin for this conversation. I hope you all enjoy it, and I'll speak to you after my conversation with Justin. All right, Justin is joining me here, fresh off his Mountain Masochist win. So Justin, uh, on this dreary, wet, hurricane day, <laughs> How does it find you? <laughs> uh, it finds me well. Uh, I, I would say uh, goal accomplished uh, for the year and, and not so much because of the masochist win, but more so because I, I finished the, the Lynchburg Ultra Series, the LUS, uh, as the champion. So that was the, the goal coming into this year. Uh, I, I ran masochist last year. And I actually saw a bunch of people getting these uh, these cool backpacks uh, at the end of the race. And I was kind of wondering, you know, why are they getting this extra swag? Like, what did they do uh, that I didn't do? And, and someone said, uh, you know, they, they ran the Lus. And uh, I, I've heard of it. You know, I've heard of the Beast. Had some friends that did it, but uh, didn't really put much thought into it or, or planning. Uh, so going, uh, you know, deeper into that winter, I said, you know what? Uh, talked it over with my wife because it is a, a commitment. Uh, and there were some weekends away. And, uh, and as I mentioned uh, earlier, have four kids, busy schedule all that stuff and you know there's a lot of a lot of a lot of planning that takes place so uh you know the lust was the the goal of the year and uh i accomplished that goal so pretty stoked that's fantastic and we'll talk about the lust series just so everybody else i I've, I've talked about it in previous episodes but um just so everybody knows we'll we'll talk about that for sure um but let's go and talk about you know your your beginnings uh the sport where you're from uh, talk about your family, you know, let's, let's hear more about you first and then we'll get into all the, the fun stuff. 
Well. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. So uh, I'm initially or originally from Massachusetts, central Massachusetts, uh, about an hour west of Boston. Um, you know, growing up, I was a, a pretty athletic kid uh, running cross country, uh, playing basketball uh, and tennis, you know, through my high school years. And then I was fortunate enough to, to play college tennis at the Division two level. Uh, so that was just really exciting. Where did that uh, take you? Where, where uh, was that? No, uh, that was at Merrimack College. Okay. Uh, it's just outside of Boston, uh, yeah. North Boston. And, uh, you know, just a great opportunity to, to continue my athletic career, uh, travel up and down the uh, you know, East Coast, uh, meet a lot of cool people and uh, just, you know, further my, my skills in the game. That's cool. Um, yeah, got my degree in exercise physiology with a concentration, uh, you know, in uh, just just movement, and uh, just kind of followed that through and, and became a fitness director uh, outside of college, uh, and lead personal trainer, and that was that was cool at the time. It really helped people uh, getting strong and fit. Uh, but I needed a change, and then I got into uh, into teaching, and it was pretty cool. I actually taught at the same high school uh, that I attended, so it's kind of a, a coming home party and, and seeing all the the teachers that I had. Uh, as a teenager um, and that lasted uh, eight years okay. and then uh, my family and I decided to to make a move my in-laws had moved down to northern Virginia a, a few years earlier and, and just kept trying to get us to come down and, and we kept saying no 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 we love Massachusetts <laughs> and uh, we ended up making the move before uh, you know my kids got too old and into the school systems and uh, yeah we've been here for for 10 years now and, and really really love where we are and you know access to the outdoor space uh, Schools are solid. Uh, I love my job. Uh, I'm a high school health and PE teacher, um, and just uh, yeah, just loving life right now. So. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, you have four kids, as as you were telling me before we started recording, um, and a wife, a job. You said you teach virtual classes, and here you are training for for ultras. Um, talk about how you find that balance. How do you have to uh, um, get your training in and yet be present for your family and for your your career? Yeah, that's a great question there. And a lot of people ask me that because uh, I don't really tell people what I do as far as uh, this ultra running thing. If they <laughs> ask, obviously, I'll, I'll indulge. Uh, but uh, normally, you know, I just I go to work, I do my thing. I coach tennis. Uh, I coach cross country uh, in the past, as we mentioned earlier. Um but uh, yeah, 0430 is kind of something that we go by. Uh, I know you've uh, coached uh, one of my good buddies and co-founder of the Dairy Queen Track Club, Pat Early. Uh, we get up, you know, uh, at 3.30, 3.40 in the morning, and we hit the trails at, at 4.30. And, and it's not just us. It's a bunch of people uh, that get up in those early hours and, and get their runs in. Uh, and we take pride, you know, Monday through Friday, we get up at that hour and, and get the work in. Uh, on the weekends, we slip in just a little bit, you know, and start around. <laughs> maybe 5 36 o'clock uh but really getting home uh before breakfast seeing our kids uh you know get out of bed is really what we pride ourselves in. we don't want to miss that that family time uh that engagement um so we we really hold true to that and you know obviously weekends you know when you're trying to you know get in a long run uh that, that takes a lot it's a lot of time um what do you tell your kids? How do you, um, what do they see it as? I mean, I know what mine see it as, and but I'm interested to hear others, you know, how do they see it? Yeah, I mean, they, they know that daddy races, that, uh, you know, daddy goes out into the forest <laughs> and runs many miles and I come back all <laughs> sweaty and haggard and uh, they, they understand that, um, you know, they've been 
enjoying some uh, some short running races as of late, which is pretty cool. And they get to experience <laughs> that, uh, you know, that fatigue post-race, that excitement, uh, that accomplishment uh, that comes with finishing uh, any distance. Um, I would never push my kids into to running or racing, but they just maybe do it organically because they see me. Um, so I, I, I really think they understand, you know, that, uh, that daddy has goals yeah. and, uh, you know, I, I want to achieve them and with hard work, uh, equal success. Uh, so they see me put the time in, maybe not visually seeing me running it, but they know that I'm out there, uh, you know, in the dark with my headlamp, uh, <laughs> putting in the time and, and effort. And then, uh, obviously, uh, you know, with, uh, this weekend in winning masochist, they, they see the results. So it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Do they ever ask why you do what you do? You know what? They, they don't. I, I think they just think that, you know, daddy's a runner uh, and I'm labeled a runner and daddy likes to run. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes I, I wonder, you know, you know, why I run. Um, I think uh, I have maybe a, I don't know, maybe a, a personality uh, where I have to be moving at all times. Uh, before running, I was a CrossFitter for a couple of years. Uh, before that, uh, a hiker. Uh, my wife and I love to hike. We used to hike all the time up in the White Mountains in New Hampshire. Uh, still a hiker. You know, we love we love hiking. We hike as a family often. Uh, but I think it just kind of transitioned uh, into a you know a different uh, you know sport, I guess, from from <laughs> hiking to to CrossFit to now ultra running, and that's been going strong for uh, you know a little over. 10 years now and and who knows you know how long that will be and what could be next so yeah well you know it's it sounds like movement is at the core throughout your life um when you reflect on it is there anything else that ultra running brings to your life that kind of enhances it yeah. And, you know, and as a health and PE teacher and always just trying to inspire, you know, the, the young folk, uh, in our nation, uh, in my classroom, you know, I, I talk about barriers, uh, and obstacles, you know, that we're going to face in life. And, and, you know, as an ultra runner, and as I'm sure any other ultra runner listening to this, uh, we, uh, we, you know, we have that, you know, on a daily basis, uh, during our, you know, training, during our races, uh, whether it be an injury, uh, whether it be a, you know, a stomach gone bad, which, uh, I'm going to talk about, uh, <laughs> when we talk about masochist it's just uh we have to find ways to overcome them you know uh, the, the never quit attitude uh is something that uh you know i hold true to obviously you know there, there are uh, exceptions to that rule with uh, some serious injuries but if there's something that you know you can work around and maybe use prior experiences from um it, it's really going to help you move forward in life uh, I, I really want people uh, and not just my students or even my kids i want people to to do hard things in life and not to be comfortable i think in today's society we, we love comfort uh and that's okay uh but i really think that if we challenge ourselves uh and, and really do something that we don't think we can do uh, and we accomplish it uh you know everything else moving forward will be easier in life and that's why i think ultra running really holds true to my heart so I hope that, I hope that makes sense to you. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, it's, that's part of the, the reason we all do it is the challenge, right? Like not knowing when you stand at that line, are you going to make it to the finish? <laughs> mm-hmm. and what, you know, what challenges are going to lie in between you and the finish? And I, I felt that this weekend for sure. So we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so looking back, um, some of your first results, I believe came in around 2008. Was that when you got started in the sport? I believe it was about 2010. Uh, I ran uh, a 50 miler. That was my first ultra, you know, skipped the marathon, skipped a, a 50 K. 
uh, and just did a, a local mountain 50 miler. And uh, it, it absolutely crushed me. It really humbled me. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess I trained. I wouldn't call it training what I do now, uh, but I, I ran some hills, I guess. Uh, and it all kind of started uh, with a book. And I'm sure the book, you know, that everyone else has run called Born to Run. Um, actually, the, the music teacher, the orchestra teacher at my high school uh, gave it to me. He said it was a great read. Uh, he knew I was an athletic dude, uh, ran in the past. And he's like, you know what? I, I think you'd really love it. Uh, and I literally just stopped crossfitting and just started running. Uh, and I had always kind of run to stay in shape, uh, but never really had a training plan. Maybe never really had a goal. I think I maybe put out maybe a, a half marathon and, and, and some, some, uh, lower, uh, you know, mileage type races, but, but never, you know, had that plan, that goal of, of gaining, you know, certain times or, or places or all that type of thing. So that, that book really kind of set the future, uh, for my ultra running, uh, career, I guess you could call it. Sure. So it, it opened your eyes into there's this crazy world of ultra. Um, but what made you choose that 50 miler and that distance? Uh, you know, I, I think it was proximity. Um, okay. I think at the time my wife was pregnant with our first. Um, no, I don't think I know. Um, <laughs> my mom was able to help out. Uh, I have two sisters. Uh, they were able to help out. And we, you know, we all lived in central Massachusetts uh, in this, uh, this race basically took place uh, in the Massachusetts and New Hampshire border. It's called the WAPAC uh, 50 miler. So I think, just think the, 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 the timing, the price, uh, you know, the location, everything kind of lined up and, and I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a go and, and see what happens. So, yeah. So, so what happened? <laughs> yeah. So I, I somehow I, I finished in fourth place. Um, you know, I, I think my time was horrendous. I could definitely go back and, and do a better job. Uh, but it was a it was a, a tough day, you know, thunder lightning uh, to start the, you know, the, the day. Uh, people were snaking up the mountain and, and the lightning was was coming down and you could kind of see, you know, people's, you know, silhouettes. Uh, and it's just an, an amazing start you know, to a, to a, an ultra running endeavor. Uh, it cleared up as the day went by and, uh, you know, I got slower obviously as the day went by, uh, a lot of the Hills were, I was hiking, uh, met some really cool people on the way, as we always do, uh, in our ultra running races really took in some advice that, that I still use today. Um, and just, uh, yeah, just, just had a blast. So I got, I got hooked. That's awesome. Um, so you run for the brand Useway, which is um, they make packs um, and you know, they have a really cool kind of backstory of where they're coming from with um, um, motorbike and mountain bike, you know, using th this um, uh, four strap harness system. Um, so with that said, what you have access to now, <laughs> um, think back to that race in 2010. What did your gear look like back then? Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> standard camelback, uh, bladder. I, I think the, the pack I was using was, was for a mountain bike, uh, definitely bounced around a lot. I, I believe the, the chafing was at an all time high. Um, you know, obviously with the rain that didn't help either. Right. Um, you know, Did I, you I have any lube. Did you have any lube back then? I don't even think I knew what lube was. You know, <laughs> I look back to, to what I did and, and what I do now. Oh my gosh. It's just, uh, 
I don't know. I, I was a, a complete noob, a rookie, uh, but uh, we all have to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But you know that that that's how it does start. You know, and then you start researching things uh, on the internet. I, I remember there were a bunch of sites that I would look at daily and just kind of read excerpts and advice. Uh, and, and you know, you, you you learn that way, and you learn from yep. other people. And yep. uh, you know, you got to get out there and try it yourself and, and see what works for you. Because what might work uh, for other people may not work for you. So that's I think that's the toughest part. Yeah. I'm curious if you remember what shoes you had back then. Yeah. So I remember I had a pair of red Solomon S labs. Uh, they were like the most expensive shoes I bought at the time. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, it was crazy back then. <laughs> yep. Um, I did have a pair of North face shoes. Uh, okay. they used to have a, a pretty cool, uh, trail running shoe that for some reason I just, I loved and it fit my foot. Right. Um, I did have, and we mentioned this last night that the Montreal masochist shoe, yeah. uh, and I love that shoe as well. And then it, it kind of went away. Uh, so I think those are some of the, the earlier trail running shoes that, that, that I wore. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I always like to hear people what they had back then compared yeah. to what's available now. It's incredible. Um, well, that's, that's amazing. So lots of takeaways from the, the 50 miler, um, obviously it didn't scar you for life. He, he kept moving forward. Uh, what, uh, what was next? What, like after that, obviously you, you know, you stepped away and you're like, I, you know, I can do, I could probably do better. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what did you change from that point going forward and what did you set your sights on? Yeah. So I think just maybe diving full steam into the ultra running scene is what I did. And maybe uh, that was a big mistake. Uh, that race that I initially did, the WAPAC 50, I believe it was maybe an April or May race. Uh, and at the time, like I said, my in-laws had moved down to Virginia. Uh, we had planned a trip. I want to say it was early June. And uh, it's uh, it's warm you know, down here in Virginia. It always <laughs> seems to be a little more warm and humid than up north. And uh, the uh, North Face 50 mile was happened to be in the same weekend, uh, just three weeks after the yeah. WAPAC. And oh uh, again, rookie <laughs> mistake. Uh, I don't know who I was following or who I was reading about, uh, but Probably apparently that, it could have been. Uh, apparently that seemed like a good idea in my mind. And uh, I think it was maybe uh, mid thirties as far as the mileage went. I pulled over to uh, to relieve myself and, uh, you know, a Coca-Cola color came out oh, and, uh, you know, and then, you know, as a new ultra runner, things start going in my mind. I, I think I read that somewhere, you know, that's, that's, that's bad. Uh, <laughs> so I pretty much walked it in, uh, from there. And, uh, and it, it was, it was not good for a couple days. Uh, looking back, I probably should have went to the ER and got checked out. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the stubbornness in me, uh, did not, uh, knock on wood, but I, I seem to be okay to this day. Good. Uh, but you know, just making bad decisions early on in, in my, uh, you know, maybe my, uh, my scheduling, yeah. uh, and training and recovery, uh, is something that I learned the hard way. Um, but after that, you know, I, I, I kind of took a step back. Uh, I ran a couple of shorter 50Ks. Uh, it was really cool. One of them was actually something called the Big A 50K. It's up in Maine uh, on Mount Agamenticus. I believe I'm saying that right. Uh, in a local uh, trail running club that puts it on, uh, they noticed that I, I, I did well. I, I believe I won that race. And they said, hey, we're we're putting on this 100-miler uh, on the 100-miler wilderness uh, on the Appalachian Trail. And, uh, you know, we, we, we'd like you to join. Never mind, you know, I, me running 100 miles, never done that. But this is like the most desolate stretch of trail uh, yeah. on the Appalachian Trail. Uh, don't know what I'm doing. And of course, you know, my hand goes up. Uh, of course, I'll do that. Um, 
So learned a lot about myself uh, on that one. Did not finish. Uh, I dropped uh, somewhere in the mid 80s. Um, my wow. brother-in-law was kind enough to, to meet me uh, every 20 miles or so uh, where the, you know, a, a logging road crossed. Um, I, I did have a, a pacer towards the end, those last few miles. And it just, it tore me to shreds mentally and physically. Um, you know, I, I've never you know, looked inward, um, you know, while out on a race, uh, in, in that manner, uh, it stripped me to the core, uh, mentally. And, uh, I'll, I'll always remember that as being one of the most challenging things I've ever done, uh, regardless of whether I finished or not. Uh, it was just, uh, it was really just, uh, eye opening. Mm. That's a, a great insight into ultra running, uh, when it gets us to that level, do you remember it, it? You may not, but when you got to that point, when you were, you know, deep into, you're like, what? What am I doing? Why am I here? What questions were you asking yourselves, and what answers did you find? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I was in tears, uh, and it was interesting because a, a high school a student of mine wanted to come and, and and crew me. I think he had just actually graduated. So he was, uh, you know, he was out of high school. But one of my students, and uh, I'm literally crying in front of him as we we run on the trail. And uh, I don't think he had ever seen me, obviously, in that in that state. Uh, I wanted to see my wife. Uh, I wanted to see my two kids. That that's all I wanted to see. That's all I said. Um, I just didn't want to be out on that trail in the forest in that position i just i wanted to be removed from it um and again I, i've never felt like that up to that point in my ultra running career um it, it just it stripped me down to just being close to, to someone that i needed and loved and, and i needed them in that moment although i was you know five six hours away from them uh you know by car and yeah. who knows by distance uh but it just it, it really you know it hit my heart hard yeah and uh i just i wanted out <clears throat> i understand um since that time uh, i don't um let me see if I can phrase this. Were you able to flip that? So in other words, knowing that you wanted to see your wife, were you able to, in the future, use that as fuel towards your why to say like, uh, you know, this is a big part of my why. Like it, and instead of it being a negative, right? The fact that you want to see your family, the fact that you know your family's behind you, were you able to flip the script on it? Yeah, I, I think in a sense, um, you know, and my, my club members always get on me about this. They want me to race more and I'm one to maybe, maybe minimize the amount of racing I do because, uh, I'm away from my family and maybe that's just me and the way I'm built. Uh, but you know, being away from my wife and four kids, we have two puppies as well. Uh, so it's, it's tough, you know, to, to run the household. Uh, my wife is absolutely amazing and supports, you know, my, my, my running, uh, and in all my endeavors. Um, but you know, just being out there for so long and, and it could be an entire weekend, you know, with travel. Um, luckily, you know, at Mascus, they were out there with me, uh, which was awesome. And I think now that my kids are a little bit older uh, and travel a little bit better, um, we're going to start doing that. But I think earlier in my career, you know, leaving uh, my wife and, and young children at home, it, it, it kind of hit deep and and, and I, I didn't want to do that. Um, but like I said, you know, now that they're old enough, they're cheering me on, I, I, I want them there. And I kind of use that as fuel. And, and you know, in saying that, uh, my oldest daughter, uh, she said at the beginning of the Lynchburg Ultra Series, Daddy, just do your best. And I'm big on mantras. So when things get hard, 
that's what I would say, Daddy, just do your best, do your best, do your best. Uh, and my best in that moment, whatever it may be, uh, was the best that I could possibly do. So I just, I just kept using that as fuel, um, and uh, it, it got me to the finishes of all those races. So That's, that's awesome. That's beautiful. Um, you said something earlier, which, uh, you know, kind of goes back to what you're just saying about your daughter, having that conversation about what, you know, what you expect, right. Um, for the year being the, the lust series here, um, you know, what did that conversation look like? Did you explain to your kids as well, what was going to transpire? Yeah. You know, and, and again, it kind of goes back to, to, to working hard and seeing success and, and, you know, basically just told my wife, cause it is a big commitment and a lot of travel and, and obviously some, some, some money that needs to be handed over to these RDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a commitment and, and daddy has to put in a lot of time. Uh, you know, there's going to be some weekends where maybe, uh, I may miss breakfast, uh, and be out in the forest running some extra miles. Uh, but trust me, it's all going to pay off, uh, in the end. So, uh, pretty interesting, uh, that uh, the, the previous year uh, in, the, in the champions trophy was this this big eagle uh, that this gentleman got winning the loss, uh, and I told my my kids about it and like, Daddy, you, you got to win the big eagle. You know, you have to. It wasn't about you know first place or second place or or times. It was the eagle trophy. Uh, that's what I had it to take home. Um, so you know, for, for kids, sometimes that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, but I think they understand that you know I I do have goals and aspirations, and uh, it does take uh, time and effort. To, to achieve them. So if they, yeah. if they get that, uh, out of anything, uh, I'm a happy guy and whether it be athletics, uh, or school, uh, or, you know, relationships or job when they get older, uh, you know, I've, I think I've done all right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that Eagle trophy is massive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we didn't know about it. Uh, when, when we signed up for the lust, we didn't know that that was the, the series, you know, trophy, but when, when I got it, my kids' eyes were just like, oh my gosh, that is massive. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, and I'm sure your kids, when, when you, you know, got that trophy, were just <laughs> beside themselves. So um, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that because it's a, it is a pretty cool trophy. Um, so um, let's move towards the, the lust series here. Um, so uh, the, the lust series, Lynchburg ultra series, um, it consists of four races and uh, why don't you talk about those four races and how they're set up? Yeah. So the first race is holiday Lake and that's in February. Um, fairly flat race compared to the other, uh, three races, I think about 2,500 feet of elevation, um, kind of goes out around, uh, holiday Lake, um, hits an aid station and then it kind of reverses itself. So you kind of see where you are on the course, uh, compared to your competitors. Um, pretty stout field this year, a lot of fast guys, uh, some folks that have, uh, some pretty, uh, you know, solid marathon times. Um, and for me, I, I consider myself a, a decent runner, uh, in the mountains, um, but not so much, you know, maybe the flatter stuff, uh, people will, will definitely take me on that. Um, so I ended up finishing in third place, uh, which is, which is pretty exciting for me in, in a flatter race, uh, actually passed, uh, an awesome guy, uh, by the name of Sean Kate, uh, maybe a half mile uh, from the finish line to take that last podium spot. Uh, he ran an outstanding race. Uh, I just think I had maybe a little bit more in the tank uh, than what he did. So it was a, it was a good start, you know, to the, to the loss, you know, being on the podium for, for holiday Lake. Uh, but I knew uh, that recovery would be essential, you know, in this series, at least through the spring. Mm-hmm. 
And that kind of brings us uh, five weeks later uh, to Terrapin Mountain 50K. So, you know, maybe a little bit more my speed uh, going up and down mountains, some uh, maybe some more technical terrain. Um, and I ended up, uh, you know, doing doing well in that. Um, fortunately, I, I won that race. Um, but what was interesting, uh, a gentleman that lives down here, I believe he's from Crozet. His name's Josh Thomas, uh, passed me, uh, maybe low 20s, 21, 22. Um, and uh, he went off course. And uh, I was able to get by him and, and take the win. Um, I don't know. I, I don't feel right when I do that uh, because he was obviously stronger that day. You know, he was he was pulling away from me, and I I, I couldn't um, couldn't keep up with him. Um, but you know, as all my friends said, dude, you stayed on course. You know, you got to the the line first, and you covered the distance that you needed to. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll I'll take that one. Yep. Um, and then it moved to Promised Land, a little bit more of a break uh, at six weeks, uh, and that seems like almost every year. You know, it's the it's the Super Bowl of fifty k's, uh, <laughs> at least for the the East Coast. Um, you know, as as many know that have run it, it it's 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 fast, uh, it's hilly. You know, it is mountainous, um, but the the terrain is is not technical. Uh, you can really move on them up and down, and uh, end up finishing in ninth place on that one. I, I would say uh, the culmination of the the three events really got me. Uh, I knew from the first climb at Promised Land that that maybe my my legs uh, weren't where I wanted them to be, uh, and I just said, you know, just just do your best. What my daughter said, you know, and, yeah. and give uh, or do what my body will give me, and uh, that's exactly what I did. So uh, a ninth place finish, uh, and again, I think you know maybe top ten at Promised Land is something that's that's fairly sought after. Uh, the year before, I finished in a little twelfth, I think eleventh or twelfth. So I was just outside the top ten. Uh, so you know, one of my sub goals was to uh, to get inside the top ten, and I I got that. So I think the biggest thing for those three races uh, was recovery. And, and I think I do have uh, maybe a tougher time as far as recovery goes than, than maybe other people. Uh, you know, you mentioned Michael Wardian uh, earlier in the podcast. And <laughs> I, I don't know how people do that. Kudos to him uh, that races, you know, every weekend or, or multiple times throughout the yeah. weekend. Right. I, I just can't do that. Um, so it just seemed uh, like a challenge to have five and six weeks, uh, you know, within events, uh, having to taper and, you know, recover and train and, mm -hmm. you know, to, to get ready for the, for the next race was, was hard. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, that's, I, I think back to when I did it and holiday Lake, like you said, it was just like a, a barn burner, man. It was <laughs> screaming fast. Uh, it's 50 K plus. So you got a few additional miles. Um, yeah, that was, that was crazy. Um, I, I think about who is on the entry list and how they're doing now. And I'm like, wow, there are some, <laughs> some young guns that, you know, cause the, the Virginia tech kids typically come out and, uh, Darren Thompson was, uh, was on the starting line. Um, and then, uh, you know, the second race, uh, Terrapin, um, I had a Crozet runner too, that I was going against Matt Thompson. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and Matt beat me by just under two minutes. It was like so close at the end. Wow. Um, so I won holiday. He took first at Terrapin. I took second and then going into promised land. We had, you know, like you said, it was like, and I was just hanging on. <laughs> I think I got yeah. fifth and it, oh my gosh, it was like the hardest day, but Matt took a wrong turn. And that ended up being the difference in the lust series for us. Um, unfortunately, cause he went pretty far off course and then came in, um, which was, you know, oh my gosh. So, um, so going into, um masochist i had you know a few minute lead over matt which 
I didn't know because I had just run Grindstone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but you going into um, Mascus, did you have anything in between Promised Land and what did your training look like between Promised Land and uh, Mascus? Yeah, that's a great question, Aaron. Uh, you know, after uh, Promised Land uh, in April, uh, kind of just shut it down for a little bit, recovered completely, still ran, but, you know, no, no training per se, nothing on the docket. Um, I love my running club, uh, had a lot of options, you know, that they were throwing at me to jump in a race here and there. And, uh, I, I declined all of them. And, you know, the, eye, the, eye was on the prize and the prize was to win the lust. Uh, I didn't want to jeopardize anything. Um, you know, obviously going through the summer and being a teacher, um, you know, I had the summers off. I do teach virtually, which allows me to teach and, and you know, travel wherever I want. Uh, so we had some really cool vacations, uh, out at Wintergreen resort and Bryce resort and just, you know, explored the trails and the mountains out out there, hiked and ran. Um, and then I would say in earnest, maybe mid August was when I started to really pick up my training to really focus, uh, you know, on masochist and the demands of that race course. Um, so I, you know, I had a few months to really just kind of decompress, uh, enjoy running, uh, and, and not really focus on, uh, you know, pushing my body too hard. And, and I needed it. Um, I really did, you know, from the, for the mind and for the body. So, um, I was excited to do that. And I guess kind of proud of myself to decline all these, these cool <laughs> races that my friends are running. in. so maybe next year. Right on. If, uh, looking back, it looks like you did masochist in 2021, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, um, having done that and looks like you took second in 2021. I did. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So, um, talk about that race. Um, how did 2021's version go for you? Yeah. So, uh, it was interesting, you know, at the starting line, I still didn't have a goal of, of what I wanted to do for that race. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people, maybe I myself put a lot of internal pressure on myself, um, you know, trying to place, trying to win whatever it may be. Um, and that's, uh, it's challenging. Sometimes racing for me is challenging, you know, because internal pressure and external as well. Um, I love my friends, but they think I can win every race. And I, I just, <laughs> I, I don't believe that. Um, so just, you know, three, two, one go at the starting line. I still really didn't have, uh, you know, a game plan. And I think that was the best thing that I ever did uh, because I went out there and I just enjoyed every single mile of it. Um, I started off with a, a pack of, uh, of, of three, uh, McLean grow who actually won the race, John Anderson, uh, and myself. And, and we just chatted it up for a bunch of miles, uh, made it up the climb, a bunch of other people caught up, uh, and passed me. And I was okay with that. And, uh, usually I'm, I'm pretty competitive and I, I don't like to get passed. Um, but, uh, you know, made it to a, a, a well, I think it's a 20, 21 mile turnaround, at the bottom of a, of a four mile descent. And, uh, I want to say I was maybe just inside the top 10 or maybe just outside the top 10 and, uh, you know, just still cruising, having fun, never pushing and, uh, made my way back up that climb. Cause you just reverse direction and you come back up and, uh, just started, you know, chipping away, you know, reeling somebody in passing somebody here and there. And then, uh, John Anderson, you know, jumps on my tail and, uh, from, I don't know, maybe mile 22, 23, 
all the way to the finish we ran together um and it was it was awesome to really soak in that ultra knowledge that john has uh, i i believe you know who john is correct oh, yeah. yeah yeah and he, he's just an amazing guy he knows so many people everybody mm -hmm. out on the trail was like hey john how you did like he knew everybody it, it was just yeah. really cool to have a, a tour guide uh <laughs> because you know i i didn't know where i was going but he was giving me the play-by-play -play, big <laughs> hill coming up technical section here big downhill be ready to move uh it, it was amazing i just i turned the brain off i followed him um we made it to about mile 40 and uh he said hey it, it's time to run now uh we had two guys ahead of us uh mclean grow and i believe a gentleman by the name of steve tucker and uh steve was in the lead for the lus i had no idea what the lus was but he was in the lead i i gathered and uh he just said, Hey, we got 10 miles to the finish. It's just like a morning tempo run. Okay. Let's, let's turn it on. So I said, all right, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fresh. Uh, and John, he was doing the beast last year. So he had those grindstone miles under his legs. Uh, I think, uh, that may have prevented him from, from staying with me, but eventually I, I, I kind of pulled away from him. So now I'm in third place, uh, not knowing uh, that Steve Tucker actually just just went off course. Uh, it was kind of a hairpin turn. I believe he kept going straight through a gate, and uh, he ended up finishing maybe fifth or sixth. Still took the loss, uh, which is good for him because I think that was one of his big goals for the race. Uh, and again, you know, I guess I was kind of fortunate to uh, to take second uh, because of that miscue on his end, and, and John coming in right behind me in third. So um, you know, awesome race, great experience, yeah. great people. Uh, um, just, just a lot of fun. That's why I came back. That's why I wanted to do, you know, promised land and masochist. And, you know, I figured why not? I'll, I'll add the, the other two in there for the beat for the, for the loss. So, <laughs> uh, and so they changed the course from last year to this year. Is that right? So there was one, uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe, a, maybe a chop off of a, of a half mile, I guess, right. Where I said that John, uh, said that we had 10 miles left. It was kind of like a up, uh, turn around and come back like an out and back. And I guess uh, some people said that maybe the course was a little bit long uh, in 2021. So that seemed like the, the logical place to, to nix a half mile, I guess, or a mile. So Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So just a minor tweak to this year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right on. So that brings us into this year's event. Um, last year, you said you didn't have much of a plan going into it. What was what was your plan this year? Did you have one? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, you know just kind of going into the race, uh, I, I have to back up a little bit and kind of tell you about, you know, the morning of, um, you know, it, it was supposed to rain, you know, all week and we were kind of gearing up for a, for a wet 50 miler. Uh, you know, we train in it all the time. It's just something you got to deal with. Um, but where we were, uh, staying on wintergreen resort, the fog was extremely thick. You know, that, that resort is about 3000 uh, feet up. Um, and, and you, you, you could cut that fog with, with a knife. It, it was that bad. Uh, so Pat early, like I mentioned earlier, one of my DQTC members, uh, he came with my family, stayed with us, uh, and he offered to drive, you know, to the, to the start finish. Um, you know, we left plenty, you know, an hour and a half before the race started. It only takes a half an hour, uh, without the fog, uh, with the fog, it took us, uh, you know, 45, 50, 50 minutes, uh, stressing the whole time before we got there. I actually had Pat pull over and I, uh, I emptied the contents of my stomach on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Um, and, and again, I, I don't know why, uh, it could have been nerves. It could have been looking at the clock and noticing that, you know, we're, we're driving five miles an hour on the Blue Ridge Parkway. There's some nasty <laughs> drops with no guardrails. Um, it could have been, you know, 
the stopping and going. I get car sickness quite easily. Uh, and then I'm thinking my, my little guy, my five-year-old, he got the flu earlier in the week and I'm knocking on wood every day, you know, just hoping that I don't get it before race day. And here it is race day. And, uh, you know, my, my stomach is just sideways. So, uh, it just didn't start off well. So the, the goals, uh, that I had on the day, uh, quickly, you know, went out the window. It, now it was just survival mode. So we, yeah, we, we get on the line and, uh, you know, just, you know, just giving each other, you know, props, let's go, let's do this. We train for this. And I, and I think Pat told me later, he goes, I, I didn't even know if you were going to start, man, you look terrible. Oh. Um, so <laughs> You know, I, I, I did what I could. I didn't eat or drink anything after I, after I you know, threw up. Uh, I just figured I'm just going to let my stomach settle and see what happens. Gun goes off, uh, and I go out with, uh, with two other guys, uh, a young guy by the name of Ben. Uh, I don't know his last name, but he's from Pittsburgh. I think he's 24, young buck, uh, looked super fast and springy, unlike <laughs> myself. Uh, and then another gentleman by the name of uh, Corey Johnston, uh, and he's more my age. I'm 42. I believe he's 44. Uh, he's a, a Virginia guy from Falls Church. And we just you know set a nice casual pace, uh, chatted up uh, that first climb maybe got about five or six miles in. And uh, I'm not sure if you remember, but there's this really kind of tight, windy single track that goes down pretty steep around mile six or seven. There's a, there was an old broken down van out there. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people kind of reference it. I think it's gone this year, um, but a lot of people kind of use that as a landmark. And, and apparently Ben did because he took off after that. <laughs> and uh, we, we didn't see him for a while. Uh, so Corey and I, we just, you know, chatted it up. Just kind of, you know, we were moving, um, but, uh, y- you know, and we just kind of, you know, made our way, you know, through the next, uh, you know, piece of, uh, of trail. Uh, again, very, very foggy. Windy, rainy, uh, just maybe not the conditions that that most people want to run in. Uh, it, it, the the temperatures getting a little bit warmer now. It started at maybe mid fifties. Supposed to get up to mid sixties with a little humidity. Uh, you know, just to make it fun. Um, <laughs> And then we added on a, another member, uh, a guy by the name of uh, Jake, uh, Jake Anderson, uh, and he's down from the Roanoke area. Uh, I believe he's in his mid-30s. So we had a pack of three kind of working together uh, to hopefully reel uh, the young guy in. <laughs> so we, uh, we eventually get out of this loop called the Hotel Loop. And once you get out, you start that big descent. It's maybe like a like a four mile descent uh, to this twenty one mile uh, you know aid station, which you turn around and come back up. So at the top of that hill, we see Ben, and we're thinking to ourselves, "Man, he is on a tear. Like he's he's got to be." four, five, maybe even six miles ahead of us. Like, wow. and we thought we were moving pretty good. This guy must be, uh, you know, world record pace uh, <laughs> or something. But, you know, he was young. He looked like a, an antelope, you know, just, just you know, traipsing through the forest. Uh, so we didn't think much of it after that, you know, focus on ourselves, not anyone else. Yep. Um, you know, made the descent really nice. Uh, I believe Corey said that he was going to bring a buffet with him, uh, up, uh, you know, the mountain. So I kind of figured that he may stay behind a little bit, maybe take some extra time at the aid station. Whereas I just said, uh, you know, I yelled out my bib number, uh, made the turn and it just continued up. Uh, I believe Jake, uh, did the same. Maybe he grabbed something and came up real quick behind me. And, uh, you know, we, we worked together for a few and he just, he looked stronger on the run, on the, on the climb. And he eventually, uh, went past me. Uh, so right now, you know, we got Ben up front, we got Jake in second and now I'm in third and I'm okay. You know, I'm, I'm feeling deep. Yeah. I'm, fe- 
I'm feeling decent. Uh, you know, I'm taking some of uh, my gels. Uh, you know, I'm sipping on Gatorade. I'm old school. I've tried it all, and I, I've gone back to Gatorade. Uh, maybe it's the you know the cheap guy in me, but uh, I'm going Gatorade, um, and it, it seems to be settling okay. Uh, at that point, you see a lot of the other 50-mile runners coming at you, uh, and that's where I see uh, Pat Early, you know, coming at me, and we're, you know, we're yelling at each other, uh, pushing each other, some, some uh, pleasantries, uh, and then all of a sudden, I hear this big thud, uh, and I turn around, and Pat's on the ground, and, oh, no. and, and I know you've you've coached Pat, and yeah. uh, he's he's got the the cadence, uh, like 190, he's got all these little steps, um, <laughs> and it doesn't really pick his feet up uh, as much as uh, you would hope, uh, and I think he just caught something. And, oh. and uh, he went down, had some choice words, and then, uh, <laughs> you know, he kept going. So it was, it was good to see him. Obviously not good to see him on the ground, right. but he uh, he got up and kept pushing. So, um, so at the top of the climb by myself now, um, that's when things kind of started to go south. I, uh, I, I didn't feel good stomach wise. I don't know if it was the climb, um, but, you know, started taking in, uh, you know, some gels and, and they didn't want to stay down and I don't want to be gross, but anything that I put into my body, it just, it, it came right back up. Um, luckily it was a, a part of the, the run where there weren't many people around, so they didn't have to experience that. Uh, but I'm starting to get worried, you know, we're maybe 25 miles in, you know, we're halfway home uh, 25 miles is still a long way. Can I do this? Um, you know, and just looking back to what you said earlier, you know, about my, my, my past history and what I've done and what I've learned 2012, I ran the Vermont 100 and, uh, same thing occurred mile 70, the stomach went South and this doesn't happen often. This is probably the second time that I've puked in a race. So I really had to go back in the, in the memory, uh, to kind of see, uh, or troubleshoot as to what I could do. So mile 70, Nothing was going down. Someone suggested Coca-Cola. So I said, all right, you know, give it a shot. Maybe it'll settle my stomach. The carbonation may help. Maybe it'll hurt. I don't know, but it's worth a shot. So from mile 70 to 100 at the Vermont 100, all I drank was Coke. And they ended up finishing. So I thought, all right, I, I'm going to try the same thing. It worked, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, I, I got nothing to lose, I guess. So at each aid station, uh, which I hadn't stopped at yet, I stopped grabbed two cups of Coke. I, I drank one as I walked out uh, of the aid station. Uh, but I figured that that's going to be my, uh, my, you know, my nutrition, um, moving forward was to take in uh, two cups of Coke. Uh, so from there, um, you know, I, I, I seem to be moving forward. You know, I had the energy, uh, the calories, I guess, to move forward uh, low as it was, uh, I was able to do that. So we get up to maybe mile 35, another 10 miles or so uh, by myself. And then I come up on a runner and he looks like he's, he's hurting just like I am. You know, we're power hiking uh, up a steep fire road, uh, hands on, you know, quads, we're pushing and we start talking. And I said, you know, uh, you must be doing the 50K, you know, what mile are you on? And he says, no, I'm, uh, I'm doing the 50 mile. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, we got Ben, the young guy. We got Jake who passed me, you know, at the 21 mile aid station. Who, who's this guy? You know, I, I'd never gotten off the side of the trail. Uh, where did he come from? Sure. So it, it just started baffling me as to how this, this person got ahead of me. And really, I, I mean, I hate to say it, it got me a little upset. You know, th th there's no way somebody passed me. I would have known, uh, I would have said something. Uh, it's just, it just didn't make sense. Uh, so we get to the aid station that John Anderson was running just a couple miles, uh, you know, up that fire road that leads you into the last uh, loop before you head back to the finish. And uh, I kind of said, hey, I, I don't know about this guy behind me. I, I think something's up. I, I, I don't know if he ran, you know, the, the loops 
that you do uh, on this course. There's a couple of uh, you know loops that you have to add in off the main trail. But again, you know, I, I got to worry about myself and not other people. I got two people up ahead of me uh, that I'm going to try to catch. Uh, so I just kind of, you know, let the the, the the race directors, you know, deal with that type of stuff. But it got the fire going. All right. And I think that's the big thing that how could this guy catch me? It just it couldn't be possible. Uh, but I used that and uh, I went into that loop. Uh, Jake, not knowing how far he was ahead of me, um, but I, I wanted to try to catch him. You know, this was, uh, you know, maybe a little over 10 miles to go. And I, and I had to do something uh, to make up some ground. So I started moving. Uh, midway through the loop, I did see Jake, uh, hands on his back, kind of walking up a hill. And, it, you know, as runners, we kind of see telltale signs uh, of maybe people in discomfort. Uh, you know, and, and I were both competitors, Aaron, and, and I knew that that was the time to, to make my move. Uh, so, you know, ran up to him. Uh, we talked for a little bit about that mystery runner that he talked about as well, uh, saying, you know, this guy said he's running the 50 and, you know, he, he's ahead of us. And, you know, he was, he was kind of upset too. Uh, so at least we were both on the same page that this guy was, was maybe not where he should be or, or Mr. Turner or so on and so forth. Um, so eventually I passed Jake moved to the aid station uh, that John was working at. Um, he didn't tell me anything. He, 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 I think he knew something after uh, the fact that maybe uh, something had occurred, um, you know, with, with people missing aid stations, but he, he didn't really tell me that. Um, so this is the point where he yells out 7.8 to the finish, uh, 1.8 to the gate. Um, and I'll talk about that in a second. And, uh, you know, you, you got to push dude, you know, and he knew what I could do last year. Uh, I don't think he knew what type of condition I was in this year, uh, with the stomach and whatnot, but he, he knew what I could do. So this was something that was, was kind of tough for me. There was some potatoes, some boiled potatoes and some salt. And I've used those in races before and they've worked really great. And it was a, a roll in the dice type of moment. Should I try this? The Coke's been working. Uh, or should I let it go? But I knew Jake would be right on me real quick. He wasn't too far, but I knew I needed something in my body other than Coke. So I rolled the dice, grabbed the potato, dipped it in salt, threw it in the mouth. It stayed down. All right. So I got a little something in my system. Maybe it was more mental than it was physical, but I, I had what my body needed uh, to get me to that finish. Um, so a really steep climb out of that aid station. Um, and then you kind of get onto that kind of rolling double track, uh, that steep section that I mentioned uh, by that broken down van. Um, and then you come out to a, a section where you're kind of in and out of some drainages. Um, and you can kind of see once you kind of curve around a drainage uh, to the next one, you can kind of see who's coming around the drainage that you just left. Uh, and that was the point where we maybe were four miles to go that I saw Jake. And I said, oh, no, here we go. We got 50 miles uh, and it's going to come down to a, you know, an all out sprint to the finish. I, I just knew it. <laughs> so uh, we get to the gate and that was essentially the end of the, the trail section and it dumps you out onto a, a, a dirt road, uh, about 1.8 miles from the finish. Um, and uh, I just, I just started hammering uh, and I looked at my splits. I think they were like, you know, eights on those drainages, sevens. And then when I hit the, the fire road, I, I started to go into the sixes uh, just, just, yeah, just dug deep. Uh, but, you know, I, again, I did the, the mortal mistake uh, that us runners, uh, you know, do, do sometimes, but maybe shouldn't. I looked over my shoulder and I know Jake saw that. Uh, and I've seen other runners do that. And I'm the guy behind. And, you know, when you do that, you know, you're, you're scared. You're running scared uh, and you're getting tired. So uh, I did that 
one too many times and he kept closing he kept closing so now we're uh, we're off the dirt road and we're onto the paved road and my legs are feeling so heavy and, and i got i got one voice on my side saying dude you know, third place is okay. You know, we got Ben up front. It's myself. And then Jake, third place is okay. Uh, you know, you you got the lust win. That's the goal of the year. You're good, man. Slow down. You know, your body's hurting. <laughs> and then I got the voice on the other side saying, dude, second place is, is awesome. That's what you got last year. Keep pushing, keep pushing. Uh, we finally make that first, uh, or the, I should say the last left-hand turn heading up to the uh, the campground and the finish line. Uh, and I see my wife and kids. Uh, they're standing there. They're cheering me on. And uh, I, I think you know uh, <laughs> what voice I, I chose to listen to. So just whatever I had left, I just started pushing and pushing and pushing. And about 50 yards from the finish, uh, there's Dr. David Horton, you know, cheering <laughs> me on. And uh, he, he says to me, he goes, Justin, you're the champion. The, the young guy got disqualified. And I'm like, whoa, you know, I, I had no idea. You know, yeah. so so just that, you know, 50 yards from there to the finish line, uh, apparently I'd won the race, thought I was second pretty much the whole time uh, across the finish line. Uh, you know, there was some some things that we had to discuss as far as what, you know, parts of the trail that I'd covered. Uh, you know, I, I wish God I, I could have uploaded my, my Strava, uh, you know, data right there and kind of showed them <laughs> I, I did it. But I was sure I did this race last year um, and, uh, and I did it again this year. So uh, it was just unfortunate uh, that I've been in a part of uh, a few races, it seemed, where, where people have gone off course. Uh, and I've been, I guess, fortunate to, to, to take the to take the win. So um, got to give a huge shout out to Tim Spaulding. He's the race director this year. Uh, his communication was was amazing. Uh, the course markings, in my opinion, were spot on. Um, the aid stations, the volunteers, top notch. Uh, just just put on a, a great event, and I, I I highly recommend it to to all you ultra runners out there. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, it's it's one of the races I would I would like to go back and run. Um, that's a you know I mean, oh, it, it was it was hard not to want to do exactly what you said and compete but like you said with john in 2021 like my legs just didn't have the the fire in them yeah <laughs> you know so it's um but yeah i'd love to go and that's something horton actually said to me he goes aaron don't ever do the b series again he's like you come back and you run these races individually you know just pick a few because mm -hmm. you know you you, sh you should compete and it's it's hard you know like that's but that's awesome that you, you know, you put yourself in the situation to have the, uh, the win, you know, that's mm -hmm. all you can do is run your race and, you know, and, uh, I mean, it, it is unfortunate that he took a wrong turn, but that is part of racing, you know, it happens. Um, and you know, it, through no fault of their own, sometimes they just miss something, you know, it's, it's the race director could have it flagged and they could have just been looking off the wrong way at that moment and missed the flagging. So, um, but I know kudos to you, man, for for the the win there. That's awesome. Uh, looks like you, you ran about eight ten. For yeah, I think it was yeah. maybe uh eight eight oh nine eight ten yeah. something like that. And and kudos to Jake. Uh, finishing in second place, 40 seconds behind me. Uh, <laughs> I, I think kind of once we got out to that road part, he kind of maybe slowed down just a little bit. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, I, I thought it was going to be an all out sprint to the finish. And it was, <laughs> I, I wasn't having it. So I was, I was kind of glad that uh, it didn't have to come to that. So that's cool. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, winning the lust series, do they still do the, the banquet um, for the so, trophy? Yeah, no, I, it, 
Not, not to my knowledge. Mm. Uh, and again, I, I, I didn't feel well after the race and mm. sent an apology to Tim and, and hopefully kind of passed that along to his volunteers. Uh, I, I kind of hung out for maybe five minutes and then I kind of called my wife and kids and said, Hey, we, we got to go home. I, I got to clean up and I got to lay down. Like I, my stomach <laughs> is just in knots and I'm afraid that I'm going to, I'm going to lose it again. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I love hanging out at races and, and seeing, uh, the accomplishments uh, of everybody, uh, you know, just the smiles on their face when they cross <laughs> that, that feeling of elation, uh, yeah. that I think anyone can feel. Um, but you know, being an ultra runner, you, you know what it feels like to finish something of that magnitude. Uh, and I just, I, I just, I'm sorry, you know, that I, I couldn't stay yeah. longer yeah. And, and just unfortunate. So Understandably. Yeah. yeah, it is a cool, um, finish area. I mean, you know, Facebook always pops up your memories and, and mine just popped up because, <laughs> you know, it's around the same time every year. So, um, that, you know, that finish environment there is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a great place to kind of hang out, especially on a sunny day. I mean, it sounds like you guys had a, <laughs> a rainy day, but, um, but yeah, no, what a, a fantastic event. Um, it's, it really is. And, and it just seems, you know, there's so many people that do it year after year, or like you said, John volunteered. So you see the same faces, uh, which is nice. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a great community up there. Um, I think they do a wonderful, wonderful job with, with all of those races, um, you know, from, uh, all the 50 K's in the spring, to you know, even the B series races in the fall, um, including Masochist, uh, it's it's a wonderful series to be a part of. So if if folks aren't familiar with it, um, I believe Clark Zeeland's uh, website has the Lust series, correct? Correct. Um, yeah. So I'll put the I'll put that link in the show notes. And same thing for the B series. Um, he also has information on the B series as well as I think David Horton's site. So, um, you know, and those trophies are amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you end up getting your, your Eagle? Yeah. And again, this is kind of, you know, maybe, uh, it, it is what it is. Um, there's no Eagle this year. Uh, oh. I guess they decided last year, uh, that that would be the last year. I think for the beast and the loss that there would be no champions trophies. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So kind of unfortunate. Um, Tim actually said, you know, Hey, email, uh, you know, Clark, he actually has the flu. He wasn't there. Mm. Um, so he said, just email him, uh, give me, give him your address and, and he'll send it out. And, you know, Clark and I kind of went back and forth uh, a couple emails. Um, it, I'm completely cool with it. I think maybe my daughter was a little bit more distraught yeah. about it, not getting the Eagle oh. trophy. Um, <laughs> but you know, may, maybe we can, uh, we can make our own or something like that. So, yeah. Uh, oh, that's a bummer, man. Cause that's, yeah. that, you know, that, I mean, to work for it too, especially, yeah, you know, uh, I'm bummed for you. Um, no, it's, it's all good. And, and I think a lot of race directors are actually kind of realizing that, you know, maybe the, the trophy thing is okay. Uh, but maybe something a little bit more functional and useful, mm. uh, like for, for the, the, the champion for the Damascus, I got this big knife, you know, that has a first place finisher on it. Uh, that's something I can use. Yeah. Um, a lot of my, my running club members are saying, dude, you're a vegetarian, you know, what are you going to use a knife for? But, you know, <laughs> I, I cut vegetables and fruit, so um, it'll definitely come in use. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, you know, at the same time, it does immortalize like the, the achievement, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it, it is, uh, I mean, mine are up on the mantle, the, you know, the B series has like every race and your time in it. It's, it's, you know, so it's, but yeah, it, you know, it's, it's tough. I know it's expensive, you know, it is another sure. expense. Um, as I, I look towards, uh, possibly doing the grand slam next year, you know, um, that, that trophy, I'd love to add that to my mantle, but it's getting tougher to do these things, um, mm-hmm. you know, to get into these events. Um, you know, I, 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 
messaged some of the race directors and just said, is there, are there spots, you know, do you hold any spots for grand slammers? And you know, nobody does. You have mm-hmm. to, you know, get in like get everybody else, which, yeah. which is fair. You know, like that's completely, uh, I'm not saying they should, cause it's, you know, it, it, everybody should have this equal opportunity to get into a race. Um, but yeah, no, our, our sport has grown as I'm sure you've witnessed, you know, having started in, in 2010, it's, you know, it's, it's evolving, it's growing, it's, it's wonderful. And especially to see, like you said, these young guns, right. Coming into our sport and just absolutely crushing it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's incredible to watch these guys. Um, and for us on the other, other side of it to still be involved and be competitive, it, it's pretty cool, um, you know, to be, <laughs> to be uh, in our forties and, and still engaged in the sport. Um, so congratulations, especially on that front. It's, it's great you. that you're still tackling it and going after it. Hey, um, and likewise for you too, man, you're putting in some solid times and, <laughs> uh, and winning races. So kudos to you. Appreciate that. Um, so what, uh, what looks like on your horizon? What are you thinking? Uh, would you have anything? Uh, yeah. 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 And I, and I think this is kind of a, a perfect segue. I wanted to sneak it in somehow. Um, <laughs> my, my club, Dairy Queen track club, amazing mm. people love them to death. Uh, they actually filled out an application for Hellgate. They paid for the entry, you know, check included. And uh, they said, again, kind of jokingly, you know, when you win, you got to hand this to Horton. Even though the application deadline was two weeks, you know, prior, he'll let you in. You know, he always wants, you know, you know, fast folks to, to show up to his races. Uh, and it was in the glove box of, of Pat's car. And uh, I looked at it for a second. And just close the glove box. I just, I, I can't do it. I, I, I want, I, I thought about it for a millisecond, but I said, you know what? My season's done. I got to recover, uh, kind of going back to that recovery piece. And and I think I was in no state of mind to make uh, a decision on, on running a race in you know, five or six weeks. So, uh, I just wanted to, to just take the, the winner off. Um, so yeah, um, I'll, I'll get some miles in, uh, actually I haven't run a step, you know, since the race, uh, been walking on the treadmill a bunch, uh, doing my mobility and, and, and good stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll start running maybe today or tomorrow if this rain lets up <laughs> and then looking forward to, to next year. Uh, I'd, I'd like to, to try another hundred miler. It's been, you know, 10 years, uh, since I've, uh, attempted one. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the old dominion 100, a yeah. couple of our club members are, are going to give that a go. And I think I'll join them. Uh, I'd like to maybe, uh, pick out a, a 50 K or a 50 miler, uh, you know, in the spring to kind of use it as a, uh, a, a race to, to, you know, to, to get good, uh, at that distance and to, to help with my training. Um, haven't really thought about too, too much, like, you know, with the fall, uh, but I'm sure, uh, you know, maybe going back to masochist again, cause that was such a fun time, uh, <laughs> or maybe some, maybe trying something totally new, uh, you know, being from, uh, new England, uh, th- those folks, uh, I'm still in contact with, uh, and they got some cool races going on up there. Uh, there's actually a hundred miler in, in the white mountain national forest, uh, that looks, you know, off the charts, uh, 104 <laughs> miles, 32,000 feet of elevation. Um, you know, and, and I grew up playing in the whites, you know, vacationing, uh, you know, with my family. So, yeah. um, I guess any chance I could get to, to maybe get back up there, I, oh, yeah. I, I may, t- I may take that. So we'll see. Fantastic. That's awesome, man. Um, Justin, how can folks connect with you? Yeah. So, uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, at Justin Contois. Uh, I'm part of, uh, the Dairy Queen track club. That's also an Instagram handle as well. Uh, I am on Facebook. Um, I'll be honest, I don't post a, a ton of stuff, uh, <laughs> but when I do, it's, it's usually running related. So yeah. And Strava as well. 
Yeah, Strava, definitely on Strava. Love, love Strava, love finding, uh, you know, new folks to run with and, and, and bringing more people into our club and our community. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Any final thank yous that you want to give out? Yeah, you know, just uh, got to thank all the folks uh, at Dairy Queen Track Club, my running club. They inspire me every day. Uh, want to thank my students uh, that I teach in high school because I told every single one of them uh, what I was doing over the weekend. Uh, and again, I, I tell them I don't use it for like a pat on the back type of thing. Uh, I use it for accountability because I know uh, on Monday and Tuesday morning <laughs> when I came in, they'd be asking, Coach, you know, how'd it go? How'd you do? And uh, and failure and, and quitting was, uh, was not in that focus vocabulary. So they, they, they pushed me, uh, you know, to finishing all my races, awesome. uh, you know, and then finally my family, you know, my wife who, who supports and understands, uh, you know, what I do and for <laughs> my kids, uh, you know, my kids, I just, I do it for my kids and, and hopefully they, they get a little something out of it. So, yeah, that's fantastic, dude. Well, congratulations once again. That's a, it's a great story, especially overcoming the, the stomach issues as a well done problem solving. So, uh, awesome job, man. I can't wait to see what's next for you um yeah hopefully um old dominion that would be great to to see you line up there it sounds like you know right up your alley so i uh, certainly wish you the best man cool i really appreciate it aaron thank you so much thank you again justin and congratulations once more on uh you know again winning the lynchburg ultra series and the mountain masochist 50 miler uh, just wonderful um man we've got uh thanksgiving coming up here um what a what a great time of year i hope you get to spend it with uh family or friends and enjoy this time and i, I hope we all have something to be thankful for uh, i know i do um as always i want to thank you for listening i want to thank you for being a part of this community and uh and just for your time i do appreciate that because i know there's a lot of uh, podcasts out there that you could be listening to and so I hope I bring something um, of not only entertainment, but value uh, to your uh, to your running, to your life, uh, whatever it may be. I hope you can take away some lessons and perhaps gain some inspiration or motivation to keep moving forward. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, thank you to my Patreon supporters. As always, uh, leave in the show notes this time. Um, those that are s- supporting through Patreon, I appreciate them greatly. Um, and, uh, coaching, man, you know, coaching is, is getting busy as people look to the 2023 calendar. So if you are interested, uh, I know, uh, hellbender registration is opening up. So if you're interested in coaching, um, you know, as I mentioned in the past, I coached 12 athletes to hellbender last year. So if you're interested in coaching, um, you know, be it hellbender, be it Umstead, be it, uh, Boston, uh, you know, I've had people reach out to me about the Boston marathon as well. So, um, you know, Whatever distance, I love that diversity in coaching, um, be it 5K, be it whatever. Uh, I hope uh, you know we can have a conversation uh, and, and talk about coaching and that possibility. So please reach out. Uh, you can connect with me anyway uh, through uh, social media, uh, email, my website. All of those are uh, links in the show notes. So please reach out if you would like to have that conversation. And as always, I really appreciate you, uh, appreciate my guests. So thank you all very much. Um, the next episode will come out on Thanksgiving. So, um, and that's a TBA, TBA, to be announced what we're going to talk about. I haven't decided yet. Don't have a guest lined up. So as always, if you want to hear from somebody or you yourself want to come on the podcast, please reach out. 
Uh, perhaps next week it's just a solo episode and I'll talk about a training principle. I haven't done that in a while and I like to do those sort of things to hopefully bring, again, something to you and your training. So uh, any suggestions on topics, again, just drop, a, drop an email, drop a message. And uh, once again, thank you all very much for listening. Until next time, my friends, keep running.